0: Welcome to episode five of the YYC Real Estate Show. Uh, It's April 20th. Um, Here we got Shiraz, Zach, and Sebastian, myself, and today we got Pablo. very very special guest. So yeah, Shiraz, take it off.
1: Uh, Weekly update for everyone as usual. In the last seven days, there was a whopping 719 firm sales in the city of Calgary. Uh, 337 detached, 77 attached, 179 condos, and 126 townhouses. Leading the charge was Upper Mount Royal, 3.667 million. So a very nice one, six bedrooms, big house. So Calgary has a, quite a spread. We talked about it yeah. last week. I think the lowest one last week was 125,000 and the highest last week was just over... I think um, it was in
2: 3, the four, yeah, 3 million. Yeah, yeah.
1: You just over three. God, million. I bought so that house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So still a very, very strong seller's market. We're still seeing competing offers. You have to be at that perfect price. If you overprice yourself, you're going to be one of those few that are still hanging on the market. If you price right and catch the curve, as Pablo has explained many times to us, uh, you will be in the competing offer situation. So still an exciting, exciting time. If you're on the fence about listing your home and waiting for a good time, this could be the
2: perfect time for you. Um, With that out of the way, do you want to talk about your your listings? I do. I do. I want to talk about the open house I'm going to be at. uh, Saturday and Sunday, 2 to 5 at 3719 16th Street Southwest. It's a a three-bed, four-and-a-half-bath, super cool place. It's in construction right now, uh, so don't wear anything that you don't want to get dusty. Um, But it's at 769,000, like I said, three-bed, four-and-a-half-bath. Really nice, cool loft, rooftop patio, the heart of Altador, beautiful area here in Calgary. So again, I'll be there from Saturday, Sunday from 2 to 5. Um, I have a listing coming up in, in Cochrane, Sunset Ridge. That's 13 Sun Valley Road. It's a three-bed, two-bath townhouse built in 2016, so fairly new. Um, we're going to be listed at 4249 and that should be on the market on Monday. So that's what is up for me right now. Nice. And if anyone
1: wants to meet me in person, I will be at two eight one nine thirty six Street in Killarney. A new build, side by side, both are available, 890000 Excited to have a new builder on our roster, Tricor. Yeah. So excited about that. Come and visit me if you're in the Killarney area this weekend. I'm there every weekend for a while until I sell them. Same with me. It's about, it's about five
2: minutes away from his, so he can do one or the other. I'd prefer you come to me first, but no.
0: <laughs> Sebastian, <laughs> so where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Montgomery at 4611 20th Ave. It's a, it's a show home for eight other duplexes that we're selling in the area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of selection, lots of inventory there. So if you're looking for something specific, I probably got it. So yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Pablo is our esteemed guest today, so we uh,
1: want to introduce him one more time. This is Pablo Galvez, one of our mentors at the Green Group, and I want to start, and I had a lot of questions for you, and I thought, well, why not uh, ask
3: here on the podcast, who is Pablo Galvez? Start from the beginning. Who am I, boy? Yeah, um, well, I've uh, been in Calgary since I was one and a half years old, little baby, and now 48, uh, but living in V.C. right now, but... Uh, yeah, I've grown up and known Calgary from the 70s and the 80s and uh, all the way through the 2000s, et cetera. And, uh, you know, went to Crescent Heights High School, uh, went to university for two years, did engineering, realized very quickly I'm not an engineer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to UC, did mm-hmm. engineering for two years. Uh, I think the passing grade was 2.0 in order to move on to the next year. Yeah, G- and at the end of my second year, I had 2.01. I was really walking the fine line of passing or failing and I said okay you know maybe this isn't for me and took a gap year and skied and partied my brains out for a year (laughs) and went to uh, SAIT and did uh, engineering drafting and design which was more architecture design land development which I loved got me into working with a a survey company that uh, did engineering and planning and so I worked with like Hopewell and some of the big developers and did planning and engineering drawings for them. So I did uh, Elbow Valley phase one and phase two, the very original Elbow Valley. I did the the drawings. I saw it all being created. It was really cool and kind of got me the bug for real estate and uh, went into some other industries. And at one point after the global financial collapse, I ended up saying, you know, these realtors are selling houses and they're making money even when the market's down. (laughs) I said, I got to be a realtor. So I switched gears and became a real estate agent. What year year was that? You became a real estate agent. 2010. Mid 2010. So that was a very tough market. Mm -hmm. You know, the the financial collapse had happened and people were in safety mode. If I don't sell, if I don't buy, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to, you know, get hurt. And so it was just a real big job even trying to find motivated buyers and sellers. It was really tough. Now, were you able to sell anything that you helped plan in Elbow Valley? Uh, yeah, yeah, we ended up selling a ton of homes in Elbow Valley. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty neat to see, you know, when, when that started, it was a, a topography map, like a topographical map of the land with the, you know, the lines for topography. And it was just this bare chunk of land that Hopewell had bought. Mm-hmm. And Roberto Binda, who was the, the planner at the time, he was a, just a super smart guy. And I remember him just kind of having this map on the, not a map, but it was like a piece of land. And he just overlaid a piece of vellum, which is like the see-through paper. Mm-hmm. And he just started drawing, like with a pencil, this road. And he just said like we could just go like this along the lines of the curvatures of the Earth, and he would just draw this road, and that became the roads in Elbow Valley. And I thought, well, wow, what a brilliant thing! It's like you're playing God with it, the land. Yeah, be there forever. Yeah, yeah,
2: put your footprint so on there. It, it
3: was really fascinating wow. to see how that comes around. He's like, well, we'll do a little cul-de-sac off of here, and then you know they like, oh, scrap that. Let's try it again, and they put a new sheet down, and they start doing that. <laughs> And then they would give that to me and say, draw it, make it happen, yeah. right? And I would be like, okay. And I'd start drawing it out and drafting it. And nice. we did some early, early styles I know this is like off topic, but we did some pretty cool early stuff. this is probably 1997, 1998 kind of range. And we would take then what, what Roberto had drawn out and we would take the survey points and the data that they'd given us. And we'd do a 3D map of the land, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'd take an aerial photograph and we would drape that aerial photograph over the 3D map. This is called Google Earth now, like it, it happens like wild. this, right? But this is before Google Earth and yeah. Street Views and all these things, We had these like 3D maps so they could actually like turn it virtually on the computer and see wow. these
2: 3D You should have put maps. a patent on that. You would have yeah, I know, incredible. right? Sell so it to Google. Yeah, sell so it to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here today. <laughs>
1: And, the, you know, this is, uh, it's not like we have to stay on a certain topic. This yeah. is the YYC Real Estate Show. We do start by giving all the viewers the, the weekly updates on what's happening. Yeah. But we, we are excited when we have a guest and we really want to get to know the guests. So feel free that there's, there's no um, yeah. agenda here, So which is why I wanted to brush on. You mentioned skiing. So talk to us about your passions. Obviously,
3: skiing is probably one of them. I love to go skiing. I ski up at Whistler every week and uh, have a mm. blast doing that. It's uh, it's good to be close mm. to there and and I like to mountain bike in the summer. So those are my passion activities but like really my biggest passion honestly is work. I love working on the team and I love being a real estate agent and you know it's uh, I think this market, any market like if I was a buyer or seller right now I'd be kind of questioning whether of course the, the classic question is this is a good time to buy or mm. a good time to sell and you know, really depends on what you want to do. And I often tell, like right now as a seller, what a great position to be in, right? Like the people that you guys are helping list and sell their homes, what a great position to be in because it's a little bit of a seller's market, right? It's definitely swayed to that way. The inventory is low. Um, Prices are kind of creeping up a little bit right now, which is nice. And we're seeing multiple offers in many cases. And it's a good position to be in, but, if you're selling and you got to buy, yeah. it's tough, right? You're right
2: back to the square one basically there. So that's when
3: you look at like people on our team, we've got off market listings, we've got upcoming listings that yeah. aren't on MLS yet. And it's a great opportunity for people who are buying to yeah. kind of maybe find something that's a little off market or yeah. you know, door knock sometimes and just find something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then as a buyer, you know, it, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more challenging right now to buy a home, but think long-term. Are you going to be selling the home the next year or two? Yeah. Are you going to keep this home for five years or 10 years or 15 yeah. years? And if, you know, yeah, you might have to bite the bullet and pay a little bit more. And it's going to feel like you're overpaying a little bit sometimes, but you're going to get the home that you want to, you know, yeah. either raise your kids or spend time with your spouse or whatever, grow a new life in. Right. So. What's that worth to you? So well, I I, don't, I,
2: yeah. don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate, <laughs> and wait. <laughs> wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think as an agent, and you guys could probably talk about this, it's, it's a really fun market to be in. Um, with the seller, it's, it's cool to bring a market analysis and present them numbers that they didn't even think was maybe possible last year, mm-hmm. let alone when they bought the house. So it's cool to reward them with that, especially when it sells they get to have that little bit of profit or maybe a lot, depending on where they're at. And then for the buyers, like you said, it's challenging, but it also makes it that much more sweet mm-hmm. when you finally get that house you were looking for after all the all the showings and finally locking things down. So, I'm having fun with it. I think it's great to have have that experience on both sides, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool right now. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's it is an exciting time for me on both sides.
1: I, you have to really show your value, especially yeah. when you have a buyer who sometimes is getting a little down, and you have to be their charger and tell them, "Don't worry." Um, You're in good hands, so you know all my fellow agents out there, you know work together Talk to each other like I'm really adamant about getting on the phone with the other side And figuring out how we can work together and put deals together And sometimes you have to go over and above like I have to go back to 2007 2008 when I became an agent and I have to go to the door and talk to the clients and have my clients in my car and I'm at the door and I had to do that and sometimes that's what you have to do especially in a market like this where you're gonna get seven, eight offers at once and if you want to stand out and you want to win, you have to do what you have you have to go over and above in my yeah, opinion. So Yeah, no, I agree. Now, are you
2: putting no conditions when your buyer says, Well, I have to put I have to put conditions. I mean it's all as you guys know, it's you can advise as much as you as you can. I mean, obviously it comes out at the end of the day that your client will do what your client wants to do, so you have to you have to go with that. But obviously, yeah, when if you're a buyer and like we talked about last week, it's not always the highest price in the offer. It's the least condition sometimes to make the sale firm and make everybody happy in that case. So I don't know. I think I think it's a, a fair balance. I think sometimes, you know, if you need a financing condition, you need one. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it's going to be. Home inspections. I mean, I think if I was buying a home um, in, a, in a balanced market, you could say I'd probably want a home inspection. But right now, if you can, if you trust the, I want to say trust the process, trust the seller, um, maybe you take that out. So I think it's just listening to your client and kind of having those conversations. And I think a big part of our job is not only doing the work for, for them, but educating people. That's um, I educate myself and learn from, from you guys every day. And I think we can pass that information on to other people. So that's, that's what I like. Pablo, I uh,
1: understand you're
3: a live, active real estate agent again. I am.
2: Um, <laughs> wow.
3: Selling some homes, and I'm in White Rock, BC, yeah. which is a beautiful little kind of suburby area of uh, Surrey, uh, which is also a suburby area of Vancouver. Vancouver. So we call it the Greater <laughs> Vancouver area. Yeah. It's all kind of blends in when you're in the area, but we're 40 minutes or so from uh, Vancouver proper, like to get into downtown. And it's uh, it's just a beautiful spot overlooking the ocean. Everything overlooks the ocean there, and it's it's kind of magical. It's a little bit of a retiree community, yeah. But there's a lot of young people moving in the area now too, mm. because it's uh, it's kind of got that small town vibe mm. and energy. But you're so close to such a huge city, so it's it's a really cool place. How does the real estate in BC contrast with Alberta right now? Wow, does it ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big contrast right now. Uh, so statistically, when the market started to adjust um, in the last couple months, like say since last year, the real estate sales or the number of transactions has down significantly. But more importantly, the prices have come down in greater Vancouver across the board by 20%, wow. which is a huge adjustment. So you can imagine like right now, if you're a Calgary homeowner, you own a house at $600,000, it would be worth like 520 or even less, sort of 480,000. You can imagine like mm-hmm. 20% wow. is a big adjustment mm-hmm. to your house value, right? Wow. So it's come down dramatically. Now, in the last month or so, it's kind of crept up about 5% again, so it's recovering a bit. Okay. Um, you know, contrast that to Calgary. Since last year, single-family prices are up like almost a percentage. Yes. Uh, 552 today, 552,000. Uh, and I look at, uh, you know, apartment condos are up like 10% and townhomes mm-hmm. are up almost 10%. So there's a huge contrast there. Like Vancouver area, prices are down. Toronto prices are down. Same. So... It's fascinating to me that right now a lot of people are moving to Calgary from Toronto and Vancouver. And that happens traditionally when the economy's challenging, is that people want to go where the jobs are and where the cost of living is better, so people move to Calgary, which is causing Calgary prices to do very well and a lot of buyers, where in those markets it's a lot less. The reality is if you're, you know, you guys were talking about having some sellers that are in a fortunate position, like you can go to a seller and give them a number that they haven't yeah. heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know the reality is they could actually capitalize that and move back to BC or move to BC or wow. to Ontario and, and capitalize on a really hot market, like a you know, hot buy there. It's a buyer's market there and a seller's market here. What a perfect that's real a, estate scenario, That's right? a different
2: perspective, for sure. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. a lot of
3: sense when, it, when you kind of talk
1: about it, huh?
2: Yeah. Well,
3: yeah, some people purchase
1: real estate for long term and put their roots down, and some people like to play in real estate yeah. as, like, stocks almost. I have clients that don't fully ever unpack. They'll buy something for a good price. Well wow. Maybe even within the yeah. same yeah. calendar year, they're moving twice, so... Um, that, moved, I've never. Thought I moved about. eight
3: times in eight years. When we we're see, once yeah. a year, right? So mm-hmm. wow. that, that was an average, and we yeah. stayed at some houses two or three years. So yeah. we did a lot of moving in that time. That's awesome.
1: Wow, Sebastian, uh, you had uh, some questions for Paulo. Well, just as a realtor, right? So you,
3: how old were you when you started real estate? If you don't mind me asking. Well, it was. Uh, I got to do the math. <laughs> it was <laughs> around like thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I want to say. Well, it was 2010, 13, so yeah. yeah, like 35. Yeah, so you had already
1: um, purchased, bought and sold real estate before you became a real estate yeah, agent. Yeah, we had I, already done
3: our own transactions. So did you get inspired by your real estate agent that you used, or was it just something you wanted? Oh, 100%, watching? yeah, oh my God, our, our former real estate agent, uh, John Papa Melly, Uh John Melly was our realtor. Yeah. He's part of the Old Boys club. He, that yeah. guy is so great. Uh, tremendous real estate agent, one of the best that's ever happened and like he's a legend Mm -hmm. in this city. And uh, I remember when we, Simone and I had purchased our first home together and it was a judicial sale. Mm -hmm. It was a dumpy, dumpy house in uh, Sunnyside, little old wartime, like hundred year old century home. And, uh, And we bought it judicially, which meant that we had to make an offer without seeing it. And we had to make the offer conditional on viewing the property. So the courts accepted our offer, we went to this little old house in Sunnyside, and the owner was sitting there not happy about being, you know, Mm -hmm. forced to sell their house, this old lady sitting at the kitchen table with a mountain of ashes of Mm -hmm. uh, like cigarette butts. Oh, a man. mountain, Literally, like I'm talking about like a foot tall wow. and wide, this wow. mountain collection. Um, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine what it smelled like. Oh in the yeah, home. I could imagine. Uh, we jokingly, like the walls were yellow and we called it, um, what do we call it? It was like a Ralph Lauren paint colored tobacco, you know, it oh was like, goodness. but it was actually a white wall, but it was like this beautiful yellow hue yeah. to it and uh so we oh you gotta plug in <laughs> got a charge yeah so anyways we, we we finally closed on this house simone was pregnant with our first child we got in there and renovated everything we had to wash the walls with tsp which is this like mm-hmm. acid that you wash the walls <laughs> yeah, with but it, yeah. and all the walls came white and then we primed it with kills which is like that you know latex paint yeah. And then we painted over top of that and we did tile and we redid the whole kitchen and we gutted that place and nice. like HGTV episode yeah. yes. oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we finished it and uh, we had our first child Capri at that time this is like 2003 now and uh, and then we decided we were going to kind of flip it and sell it because the house was so small. The, the master bedroom was off the kitchen. Yeah. We kind of yeah. called it like it had an ensuite kitchen because it was like <laughs> no, no, no. you had to go through the kitchen to get to the the only bedroom <laughs> yeah. upstairs. It was there was a second one, but it was an office, and uh, and the bedroom was so small that we had a queen bed that fit in the room with no room to walk by yeah. either side I just
2: got it and jumped. so yeah, in order to get into my side of the bed
3: I had to crawl over Simone's pregnant tummy <laughs> oh, to get oh, into no. the other side because she had to have the end where you could get off and go to the washroom right, baby, right? so yeah, we had this yeah. little tiny crapper of a house and uh, we decided we were going to flip it or sell it or whatever after a year of having it and so we said well who were we going to call we didn't know anybody and down the street there was a for sale sign that had a salt sticker I mean best advertising you could do as a realtor is a sign with a sold sticker on it so we called up john melly and he goes "Uh, what kind of house do you have i said "Well, it's in sunnyside oh yeah okay what's a square footage that's like a you know 800 square foot two-bedroom bungalow goes okay yeah i'll come and see you so he comes and does a listing presentation for us and he goes you know I, i gotta be honest i don't normally work in this price point like i don't normally do this but for you guys I'll take you on as a client kind of thing. Mm, I was right. like, wow, ooh, I told you. And yeah. you know, what a contrast yeah. for most real estate agents. Yeah, it's like, yeah. would you say.
2: please work with me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And too uh, yeah, so we ended up buying and selling probably a dozen properties with them, two, $3 million homes, uh, I wow. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in commissions he made <laughs> off of us, mm-hmm. but it was a good call yeah, to yeah. take. Right, yeah, yeah. John. So, good job, good job, John. Uh, yeah. But we state. learned so much from John. He's uh, he's a legend in the in the industry, and his nephew John Malick is uh, an active agent now and a good friend of ours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I recognize those two names, and they're I recognize them from being together. The John. John Lee, John, John Malick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I, I know. Yeah, he's a great guy. Legend, and uh, so judicial sale um, would that be considered a foreclosure in the terms of like the general? similar yeah yeah so there are a few ways we've talked about it before, a few different what people want to call foreclosures. I mean, a state sale, a judicial sale, yeah. court, a king's bench. Now, so oh, yeah. many many different uh, avenues for you guys to invest in. But if you're a handyman like Pablo is, as we just mm-hmm. found out, done it all. Won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like that. Was that all your questions you had? No, I didn't
0: even ask that question. Oh, this <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Yeah. No, but what I was going to ask is, is uh, you know, if you could go back and talk to yourself as a new agent, right, what's one thing you'd say, do this, and what's one thing you'd say, avoid this? Like, what, are, what are those two things that you'd say?
3: Yeah, like best thing we ever did was got a coach. Uh, we, we got a coach early on. It was $1,000 a month and U.S., and we couldn't afford it at all. And we also hired an assistant right away. So wow. it was like uh, crazy maybe wow. to think about it in hindsight that we hired a coach and an assistant before really getting into high volume. But we knew we needed the support and help so that we could focus on yes. doing the activities that we wanted to do. I mean, fortunately on a team, you get kind of coaching built in but and assistance built in. But that, mm-hmm. those were the two main things that I would do again for sure. I mean, other than that, there was... Uh, there was really nothing else that I would have done differently. Like we had a really great run in our career, sold a lot okay. of homes. And yeah. uh, and I think that those were the two things If I always look back and I say it was coaching and um, hiring an assistant right away. Was it a gradual progression to get to a certain
1: amount of average sales per year? Or did or did you see it like you did all the steps, it was probably a year or two years, and then all of a sudden I'm selling 100 homes every year? Or
2: was it gradual,
1: like 20, then 30?
2: Yeah, just, just to, to go on to that question. Yeah, again, when was your moment that you were like, okay, like I'm good at this, like I'm starting to see like major results? Like, what was your kind of your mm-hmm. click we point? We started talking to people, like
3: I won't go into the whole story, but when we started real estate, we didn't have two nickels to rub together, and we didn't even have enough money for me to get licensed. So Simone got licensed in January. I got licensed in June or July, when I think it was July when we could actually afford to write the exam to do it. So it was like that, we were that broke. I got a job for six months so we could even like float the boat, right? Yeah. And it was it was about six months after that that we, it was about a year after that that we got, I don't know, six months after that that we got into coaching and very soon after that that we got into like hiring an assistant and everything. And it was as soon as we saw the opportunity, because we started to, once you get some momentum, you start talking to people and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually... I'm kind of good at this. I think I can sell some homes yeah. and things are happening. And I got way too many balls in the air. I'm juggling all these clients and leads and everything else. And I need to service these people better. That's when we started delegating. And we just, we got an assistant. And also we were horrible at paperwork. Like we're really not that great <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah. And so we hired the assistant who was also an experienced assistant that worked for another agent and already knew the process. And it was yeah. like, I need to write a contract for somebody. What do I do? And my assistant said, here, here's the contract. Nice. Here's everything you need. Just go and get them to sign it. I said, great, no problem. right?" Mm-hmm. So that's that was our first foray. And then as far as its growth, um, our first full year, so after you know, I got licensed in our first full year after that, we did 38 transactions together. And then we did 56, and then 70-something, and then 90-something, and then it went into the over 100 deals a year.
1: Um, for the general public those are big numbers on average the average real estate agent sells four to six houses per year yeah so those are big numbers
2: well and not even just the house sales we talked about in our meeting yesterday like I think 80% of realtors fail in the first two years they go back to their job and obviously like you said you have bills to pay if you have a family Mm -hmm. a mortgage so that's very impressive to kind of hear but I mean also we talked about like that wasn't you work. You were working really hard Like you're working a lot of hours and doing a lot of getting people to trust you and a lot of behind the scenes like obviously we've we're gonna have Tim and Haley Green of the Green Group coming on the next couple episodes and then uh Pablo's wife Simone but we talked about like it's not good not good but for us as new agents to watch people like that now because you don't really see the hard work that they put in early in their careers and I think it's inspiring to kind of hear that story so I'm uh I'm motivated. I, I'm I'm inspired, Pablo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. yes, we can do it. You can do it. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. So. So yeah, and actually another question I have about so we're gonna have Simone on, but Haley and Tim, husband and wife, working together, Spouses, you, so How's houses, so <laughs> How is this? That. How is uh, how is the progression? <laughs> I wanna, I'm not gonna call it progress yeah, because obviously Simone's <laughs> <so laughs> gonna be watching this, and she's in the other. She's in the other <laughs> yeah. room. So what was the progression of? of your guys' business and like personal relationship? I did it. Great question. Yeah. yeah, we we always work together in everything we
3: did, except for when I had to go get a job for six months to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, we always work together and we prefer that because we always thought it was a little weird of say being with a spouse and then coming home at the end of the day and going, so what did you do today, you know, how was work today, and I was like, it was fine, and you're always questioning, like, what are they actually doing, (laughs) and all this, and we just know, all the time, what the other person's doing, because we're, you know, in each other's business the whole day, (laughs) and we work together, right, Um, now, we have a tremendous mutual respect for each other, so Mm -hmm. we get along really well in our work, Um, I respect her opinion, and what she has to say, and yeah, we challenge each other from time to time, but... We just have a very good... I know a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, I could never work with my spouse. <laughs> I I could never work without my spouse. It's right. the opposite for me, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, we work together well. We respect each other's opinions. We help each other out. And we get through things together. We, You know, when one's up, the other one's down. And, you know, vice versa. And we help each other out. I bet it's fun to be a little competitive with each other, <laughs> too. We we love playing games. We love being competitive. Yeah. And yeah. we used to do that at open houses. We'd... Uh, you know make little games of who can get more leads at an open house oh, and we were like you know texting each other from one open house to the other so oh, i just got a lead how about you Ooh, you little bugger <laughs> yeah. you know like she would run out and get a lead or she would talk to somebody we get more aggressive with yeah. trying to get leads out of open houses yeah. because we we're competing yeah That's see
1: awesome. who's better yeah
2: for sure <laughs> good
3: question
1: i remember we did a uh, really fun social building or team building and it's a lot of fun for us to play volleyball and yeah. Pablo was in BC where he lives and I remember he messaged that everyone enjoy and I think you brushed on it with me briefly that you you played volleyball
3: or- I did yeah I used to uh well I played high school like throughout school I mean, all the way from grade five through to grade 12 I played and then um going hard court beyond that didn't appeal to me as much because I started to discover beach volleyball and I played a lot of mm-hmm. beach volleyball That's and great I ended up score. working at the volley dome in mm-hmm. Calgary here and Ah, uh, which had indoor beach all all season, like you had heated sand Don's and everything. Oh, really? and so, you know Don. Heated. Heated. Oh yeah, yeah. Don yeah. Saxon, yeah, and his <laughs> wife and
1: yeah, kids. Shout out right. to Don for four years. Yeah. He he had I was organizing a, a nightly for my friends, and it was networking. I yeah. actually got a lot of real estate deals out of that, oh, but cool. I would just organize basketball. He opened a new location, yeah. and um, he was able to give me like a discounted rate when. Uh, one court wasn't yeah. being used so we
3: put the nets up so don's a, don's a great great mom. great yeah. family great family so yeah i played beach volleyball for years and uh, a lot of fun met a lot of great people and that's awesome yeah that's my passion too
2: I'm still waiting for that one v one in basketball. Me and you, but we're taking you that. That'll yourself. be another episode of the podcast. Uh, my money's on Zach. It, it, won't, a it won't. It won't. No, my money's on Trez. Oh, Trez? No, oh, really? no, I she's, no, she's no sharp, sharp good. Shirt, she's good. Sneaky guy. Sharp yeah. Yeah. shooter. Doesn't miss. Does your book
1: bites <laughs> yeah,
3: doesn't <laughs> miss. Yeah. No,
1: I like that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. uh, that is my passion for sure. I still play. Yeah. Played yesterday, so. Football was my first love, but then, you know, jeans, you know, you get cut, you don't grow, you're uh, fast, but you know, size matters as well in that yeah. sport. Then I gravitated towards, towards basketball, um, didn't go farther than high school, um, and then just play it now recreationally, which is still nice. a lot of fun, stay yeah. in shape.
2: Yeah. Beats, uh, running on a treadmill, get the heart up Yeah. shoot yeah. around. Yeah. So Seb, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, like, he's, for everybody that doesn't know, Sebastian works, works very hard, he's a very good realtor, you should you should hit him up for any inquiries there, <laughs> you, but um, besides that, you also do some investing, you do some flipping of houses, yeah. that that type of stuff, and me and you also have fun outside of all that together. Where do you kind of find your, we call it the work-life balance, but how do you kind of manage all of that, because it's not easy to do all that?
0: Um, well, before my, my because my, before I was a solo agent, before I joined the Green Group, right, and yeah. my work-life balance is always a challenge, because it was always like, I need to work But I also want to make time for friends and family and whatnot. But that's one thing I found that's amazing about the Green Group is that I don't feel like I need so much like as like the friend social aspect of life because I got my friends here in the Green Group now, Uh right? Uh, I think the same way. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I agree. uh, I uh, I you know I built such a family here. I feel right, and I'm so happy for that. I'm glad. I wish I would have done it way, way sooner. Yeah. But apart from that, uh, for my work life balance slash what experiences I want to go through in life and what I want to do, um, I love traveling. Right? Yeah. I work. I work, and uh, I travel. Like I still have time for friends and family here, apart from the green group. But, but my big thing is is travel. And when I travel, like my batteries recharge. I feel like a different so person. What's on your bucket list? Okay, so yeah, travel bucket. list. I got. I, I want to go to Spain. Yeah. I want to go to Spain. Uh, I always my like motherland. speak Speaking your motherland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you speak Spanish? Yeah, muy poco. Muy poco? okay. okay. <laughs> were you born in Spain? I was. Okay, wow. okay. So, when did you move to Canada? I was one and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, a little pop okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Maximus Decimus of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I,
3: I want to go 100%. to Spain. Do you have to go back? No, I've, I was nine years old last time I was there. Okay. But my daughters are planning to move to Spain. This September, move. So we're thinking of yeah. They they just got their visas and everything, and they're planning oh, on going there and working, hanging out. Wow. And I think they said to me that uh, there's there's no good men in Canada, and they're going there to <laughs> see if they can
1: find
2: another yeah.
3: me. Hey.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: that's a long conversation. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <a laughs> another episode yeah. about, with about with a different 100%. backdrop of not the Huawei perception <laughs> of like yeah. Western dating America, Canada is yeah. versus. Europe and the rest of the world like I I travel a lot as well I have a lot of family and friends over there and they come and visit here and the, there is a big big difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but
3: we won't <laughs> so, yeah. we won't start that yeah. we may we'll, end up back in Spain uh, for mm-hmm. a visit so I imagine later. you have a ton of family there now I do my whole father's side is still in Spain I haven't seen them obviously in yeah, years and to. years but uh, yeah I would love to go on yeah.
1: the famous uh when they're running with the bulls. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Would you, you ever do <laughs> it?
2: I wouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, the rest of the reward it feels I, I don't know. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. That's like everybody that jumps out of planes and stuff. Yeah. I really respect it, but it's just not you something. You really have to have something to prove. I'm you never know, yeah. going to do. Yeah. I that just don't. Uh, it. I like the ground. Exactly.
1: My risk-taking took a, a nosedive once I had my daughter. Now I have a son mm. as well. So mm. that has really changed things for me to take risks in that aspect where it could affect my health in a way. So before, yeah, I don't, let's do it. But now I think twice. So mm-hmm. that'll change for you young gentlemen, I'm so sure. So Spain's on the
0: bucket list, what else? <laughs> Spain, I want to do Europe. One of my lifetime uh, trip goals is doing the bike trip across Europe.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I'd love to do I'll that. i do that with you. Yeah, yeah. I got to
0: get myself a bike. I got to <laughs> learn how to ride a bike first, right? I, do, I, do, I know dirt bikes, street bikes, not so much, right? And if I'm going to go on the Autobahn, I got to know how to ride a bike. Really oh, well. yeah.
2: yeah. It's find- interesting
0: how your goals in life
3: change. Like, my goal in life is to do a European tour on a nice yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a bike. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: A, a motorized. Like, boat, if there was, right. if was a peloton, maybe on the boat, <laughs> I could maybe do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, maybe a yeah. Motorcycle do the Tour or. de
2: France on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you got an extra ticket for the whole yacht trip, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, I'm in. yeah, I'm in. yeah. Why do I say real estate show takes yacht? Yeah, I yeah. 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 like that headlines. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I was just finalizing my numbers last night, and every year it's like astounding how much we spend as real estate agents on fuel. All day long, we're all over yeah. the province, I'm not even going to say just Calgary, mm-hmm. doing showings. So I've always considered and wondered well, what's, a, what's a smart way to, to handle that. You know, electric cars is a very, very prominent thing now, so I'm sure we all have thought about it. Um, I was excited to see firsthand for the first time. I've never seen someone uh, that, summon
2: their vehicle. That was the in coolest Tesla. thing so, I've seen in. So Tesla's. In the, bring, bring up the clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I wish. yeah no. It's, uh, for anybody that's a bit lost, we are talking about we were walking out to the parking lot the other day and Pablo has a Tesla and there's a come to me feature It summons the car and I wanted to see it in mm. person and he goes on his phone and. The thing kind of it pulls out by itself and does a little self check to make sure it doesn't get hit and pulls up right beside him. it, it was, came up fast. Yeah, God,
3: it was kind of accelerating fast in the park. Yeah, I think, <laughs> think, think you're yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's hilarious. How, how was your experience with uh, with Tesla?
3: Yeah, a little background, I've been a Tesla owner since 2013, so a mm-hmm. long, so that's, that's long early time. Tesla, that's early Tesla, yeah. Yep. It was when the uh, the first dual motor came out, that's when I, I bought that, P, P, P85D at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've had, this is my fifth Tesla now, I've had all of them, the S, the X, the three, and the Y. Wow. Uh, I, I love them, I love electric cars in general. I'm, I, I'm a car guy by heart, and I mm-hmm. love, Engines and motors and the sound of exhaust and all that, or the sound of the engines and everything, but uh, nothing beats this as an experience yeah. for driving. It's uh, I think if I were to buy a gas car ever again, it would be like an old classic car, yeah. you know. Yeah. But none of the new ones nostalgic. appeal to me. But.
0: And you drove here from BC, right? Yeah, how was that drive with the electric car? It was great, lots of stops. Like I mean, I mean, I mean it's 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 like, yeah, you have
3: supercharging all the way, and it's, okay. it's like plug and play, it's so easy, just like get pull up plug the thing in and we would stop on average 10 maybe 15 minutes to charge every time Mom, it's, it's like email bad. break gotta go pee yeah grab the a place, snack, you, should, you stop doing that stuff. filling gas anyways oh like, uh, it's the same. yeah so it, it, usually it's like the car tells you you've got enough to go and i'm like i'm not ready <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still yeah.
0: relaxing here you know and do you do you use the auto like self-driving on this? oh yeah oh yeah? yeah it's good here in canada oh yeah or? i've never seen someone yeah. use it
3: here oh no, it's super yeah. good yeah it's it's not perfect like i was using it today with Saman, and it's like there's still the odd time it, it late breaks or it just makes you a little nervous you know <laughs> yeah. it's a little nerve-wracking first of all when you see the car driving itself and the steering wheels moving and I no, you know, was, crazy. And the video and was crazy. You're coming up to stop traffic and it's like is it going to stop or am I just going <laughs> to plow into these people yeah. today right yeah so that part's nerve-wracking but once you get over that it's uh, it's a blast so yeah. since you've had all four and um I
1: follow Elon Musk and he's uh it's a funny guy. He has a weird sense of humor. Oh, so he sure does, yeah. So he chose those uh, letters for his vehicles, and he's just like, it's S, then the E, then... <laughs> so he, he said it's sexy, <laughs> the, the yeah. four cars he yeah. has.
3: Because the Model 3 is like, you consider that an E. Well, you know, it was supposed to be the Model E, right? First? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ford sued Tesla for because the, they had a patent on a Model E. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so Tesla... Uh, Famously changed it to three, and then Elon publicly said that Ford killed sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause so that Because the Y wasn't out yet, so it was just supposed to be S three X, right? It was supposed to be S E and yeah, X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Y came out. It became sexy, and then of course the the Roadster's next. so it will yeah. be sexier. Yeah, I was gonna say, gonna be a yeah.
2: high yeah. or sexiest something. I wonder
3: yeah. if they're gonna have those semi trucks that I saw a YouTube video on. Those oh, truck
2: cyber for trucks. That that right? actually, yeah. Not yeah. Not the cyber trucks, the actual
3: like semi. Yeah, the semi's, semi's out, it's like in production, high. and they're, all, they're like Pepsi has a bunch and Free to Lay. No, like, really. They have a bunch out there on the road, it's right awesome. Now. Wow.
0: Zach's gonna get rid of his truck,
2: get a nice. Well, speaking hand. of the uh, electric cars and talking about real driving, I have, a, I have a truck for sale. F all sales guys. Yeah, we always try to sell so, so he, he can only show two if i get and it if i get a, a buyer from this podcast i'll discount it 100 bucks <laughs> oh, off the final wow. sale 100. price so that's, that's so, uh, so that's deal yeah. yeah jump on not, that not box. not 0.5 percent remember no no percent <laughs> 100 bucks so. Remember? 100 yeah yeah 100 bucks 100 yeah so that's Dollars. What oh, so did you do with that? You could go for dinner. Mm-hmm. I would take I would take box. Shiraz and for dinner. There you go. Oh, so no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> uh, no. <okay>. <laughs> 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 no, maybe Popo. No. You said you had all,
3: all four. Did you have the X with those like gull wings? The yeah, falcon wing doors yeah. they're called because they they open like a hinge. They go up uh, and then I, wow so that in I guess in a parking lot they could still open. We, you could park less than. 30 centimeters so one foot away from another car like a minivan could be Mm -hmm. a foot away from the car and it will still open those doors up and then out over top of it it's crazy so having all four your favorites the s well i bought an s so yeah like it's it really depends like they each one has its place. The Model Y for most people I think is probably the overall best because it's a compact SUV, it's got all the functionality, the yeah. full flat seats, all that stuff and c- capacity. Probably the best for most people. The Model 3 is fun and zippy and if you get the performance model, which is only like five grand more, it's way. It's probably by far the best deal that you can get. That thing is like a BMW M3 on steroids. It's incredible. Like the handling's great. The performance is great. Wow. It's a beautiful little car. The X is amazing for the, the doors, and the, yeah. the front windshield goes all the way up over top, and it's a, you know road trip beast. It's amazing. And the Model S is, to me, just a badass sedan. And yeah, yeah it looks clean. That box is looks clean. Yeah. It looks yeah. clean. Oh, it's good. How's the resale value for the Teslas? I've always wondered what was that. I've never lost money on okay. one of my cars. Um, that being said timing is everything and like right now car values are going down again mm-hmm. like they were up last yeah. year mm-hmm. so you know i'd probably take a loss if i had to sell my car today but i you know every my first model s the famous story is i i was about two years into my lease and i went to tesla and i said you know i'm thinking of a model x instead of a model s and they said well yeah we can probably do it like a trade-in and i'm like i know how these trade-ins work right like they're gonna hose you and say well you need to yeah you're leasing the car right now, so you gotta come up with you know five grand or 10 grand, and then you can buy into this one, right? And they said, well, uh, yeah, we can buy back your car, and we'll give you $19,000, and then you can get into a Model X lease, which is actually less than my Model S. And I said, wait a second, you're gonna pay me $19,000? Here you go, take yeah. your car, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. when I moved into the Model X.
2: Did you invest in Tesla too? Yeah. Me too, yeah yeah see i invested um, in neo that didn't go very well for <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a while ago that's yeah. that's
3: why you always go with the best <laughs> yeah right that's true that's like, true you know you could list with the green group or you can go with the b team yeah you know, right and it doesn't work out that well i like that that's yeah. true and touching on that is a it's a
1: big big difference you know i i had a long long time in this industry on my own mm-hmm. looked for a happy home and i'm happy to say proud to say i finally found it and it is a world of difference not only for myself but for for clients out there you you truly do get what you pay for this is a full premium uh, group we offer a lot of value uh, we almost guarantee a sale for you
3: if you take our advice right it's really about price we, we do guarantee you, for you. Yeah, you sure. know it's a yeah. it's a guarantee i guarantee yeah. we will sell your home yeah yeah and why do i say that because If it doesn't sell we don't get paid yeah
2: Yeah. right
3: so it's a guarantee it's gonna cost you zero if it doesn't sell i was at royal lepage
1: and century 21 and now all of us three local calgary agents pablo in bc we are all at exp um fifth episode we've actually never explained and talked about exp to the viewers so i'm sure another show yeah i'm sure we'll talk about that another Mm -hmm. time but
3: I was going to well, briefly ask because I don't know where you were before. Remax. Remax. okay. too. Mm-hmm.
0: You were well, at Remax as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, eight eight and a half years at Remax. Well,
2: well,
3: Great nice. company.
1: Good, yeah. good company. Yeah, Century Twenty One. Nothing bad to say say either. About yeah. them.
0: Awesome. D- well, well, I got to run soon, there. so we should wrap it up. Yeah. No, no worries. Ready to go. Uh, definitely. Appreciate uh, go. Where can people find you? Yeah. Social well, right media. now, right
3: here. Excellent, yeah. I don't know. I've got some social media. I don't know how to find it. So whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. Google we me will, or something. I'm uh, sure yeah. you'll find me Pablo Galvez. We'll put yeah. the links in there. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll
1: get his his information if you want to reach out to him. Yeah. I'm old school, uh, man. Email me.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming on, Pablo. That yeah, was we'll awesome. We appreciate it. We appreciate yeah. great episode and, We'll see you guys next week then. Yeah. Yep. We'll yeah. see everyone next week. Perfect. All right. Thanks.
1: Excellent.